Hello and welcome back to the Well Nation podcast. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Robbie Boyd. Robert. Pleasure as always. Uh, I think this is the ninth episode now. So seventh, or seventh, uh, eighth. I think. Eighth. Covered the nine. the pre-derby game. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's been a while. So, since the last one, obviously we had the derby draw. Uh, yeah. A thrilling game at Fir Park, and just as about. Just as we're about to record this, uh, Muller will have announced the signing of Jake Carroll. Jake Carroll, so that's one Jake in and another out. Mm-hmm. So where would you like to start? Will you start? Back I think. In the derby I think. Chron- yeah, chronologically, if we start off with the derby, and then we can kind of get everything else out of the way. So a one-one draw. Uh, so Jake Hasty on the bench. Uh, right, after yep. it's pretty much done. He's away to Rangers. We don't need to talk about him anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Were you happy with the performance, first and foremost, at Aki's? For, for, for first half, yeah, I mean, how couldn't you be? You know, we done, we done, obviously, everything but hammer them into the ground, and that's me- metaphorically. I think second half, you know, I, I, I don't want to use the weather as an excuse, because on, a, on that occasion, there, there shouldn't be an excuse. But, listen, you know, the, the, this type of, this time in the season, coming up against... St Mirren and Dundee and Hamilton is probably more dangerous than it would be had we been in the top top six because they've got literally everything to play for. They've got livelihoods to pay for, play for. So um, over the grand scheme, I'm very disappointed that you know we didn't put about, about four past them in the first half, but certainly you know they came out fighting in the second. But just disappointing, really. Mm-hmm. And it was similar to the the Rangers game. We we shot ourselves in the foot basically. Uh, another individual mistake from Liam mm-hmm. Grimshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think up until that point, we were very much in control. And again, yes, Aki's had you know more of the better chances in the second half, but they never really looked like scoring. Nah, that's the thing that annoyed me. Yeah, they didn't. And then you know when they got that goal straight after, Gorin loses the ball uh, very sloppily. Um, Grimshaw again. So I, th- I think it got to our heads in the end, but, you know, as you said, we've not got much to play for compared to them. So Yeah, yeah that's, that's the kind of danger, isn't it? No, mm-hmm. Certainly, I know Robbo won't allow us to get complacent, but my worry is that that, that does happen, essentially. I, th- I feel seventh place is, is possibly slipping away already. I know, I know there's only a gap between ourselves and a, a, a one gap, a one point gap. Sorry, between ourselves and St Johnson, and that's kind of concerning me already. Um, yeah, I just, I just think I kind of feel there's a wee bit of a, a lack of motivation for that game, which annoys me. Because mm-hmm. you know, as you said in the first half, the Aki's didn't have a look in. No. Nah. Uh, so where, where do you think it went wrong in the second half? Do you think you know we were too complacent? We thought yeah, I just I, I, obviously I wasn't there, so I kind of can't comment. But I just kind of from looking at highlights as well, there was a complete lack of desire. Mm. I think there was there there, there wasn't a desire to, to go and finish them off, and a second goal would have won, would have got us three points, and we're talking about you know being able to experiment more. I feel. Because mm-hmm. I feel had we had, had we got six points sitting here now, you know six points out of six, you know it'd be a very very different podcast. And that's that's blatantly obvious, but 
now there's the, the for me, I, 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 there's there's concern creeping in in regards to seventh place. Mm-hmm. Well, as you said, we're a point now behind St Johnston. Luckily, um, obviously on Saturday, both us and St Mirren scored late goals, which put us back into a point within them. If we hadn't scored the late goals, I think it was what was it? Four points, five. Yeah, yeah, we do. We'd have been we'd have been back to four point gap. So mm-hmm. it's never good, but it's not. There's a point in it, and I do think we will steamroll St Mirren. I don't want to. Put my eggs in my yeah. basket, and, yeah. and and but I do think we will have far too much quality for them. Although they're a decent side, and you know that they are escaping relegation, where it seemed literally doomed for them. I know at one point there were there were seven or eight points adrift, maybe even more than that. Actually, I think it may have been as much as nine or eleven, but they were they were certainly out of it, and they've clawed and clawed and clawed. So credit to them. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean Livingston done us a favour, and then. They've went and scored because I think that would that had they beat off Livingston, that would have literally condemned them to playoffs and it would have relegated Dundee. But so it keeps it going and um, certainly it keeps it going for the BT Sports fixtures um, with St Mirren and them next Saturday, not this Saturday come, but the next Saturday. No, sorry, Monday. It'll be St Mirren and them on the TV, which will be good because I think that will be D Day for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, well, I'd, I'd going back to your point there, expecting us to, to ease past St Mirren. I do. Um, I'd, see, I, I went into the same with Dundee. I put a, predi- I put a prediction down each game. I said 4-0 from the level. Mm-hmm. Got the amount of goals, right? Yeah. But I think now, looking at the first two games, surely they need to realise that it's not going to be easy. No, it's not. And I, yeah, I don't want to come across as that. But... I watched the I'm a, I watched the uh, St Mirren sorry the game against Dundee there on Saturday I get the second half of the first half and then I watched the full second half so I missed all the the, the first twenty one minutes of madness but the, there was no hiding for it the defending was absolutely shocking mm-hmm. the defending yeah, was poor especially the reaction uh, from defensively especially with the second goal. Uh, the ball through and Charles Dunn makes a fantastic challenge mm-hmm. uh, and the, the reaction from you know Grimshaw especially you should be right on it but you know take nothing away from the finish from my angle it's, it's one of the best goals I've seen yeah. in part this year and um, that the, the headed goal there's absolutely no excuse for it Nathan Ralph's one of the smallest players in the park and he gets a mm-hmm. 10-15 yard run from the edge of the box somebody pick him up mm-hmm. the marking and, and was shocking Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It nearly happened again when it was three each. Uh, Kasunga hurt the post. Uh, and um, I know it's uh, can I, it gets banded about a lot. The, you know the you know the, the saying world class save, but Mark Gillespie's save onto the post is if I find me a better save in 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 a, in a weekend of football this week, I'd be genuinely surprised. That was mm-hmm. an absolute world of a save, and I think that kind of. Because, uh, you know, you, you speak about breakages in play and you you can uh, always look back to John McGinn won a tackle in the, the, the Scottish Cup final for Hibs when he went on to beat Rangers. And I think that was a catalyst for it. You know, you can look back at, you know, maybe, maybe a pass, a save. Certainly, certain passages in play can, can breed confidence. And I think that kind of breeded the confidence because that was it. Today. He made that save and we kept going and kept going. And don't get me wrong, for the last 15 minutes, you know, obviously we had the man sent off as well. And I thought Karl McHugh... Was a good impact sub, and Curtis Main 
tried his socks off. You can tell he's fighting for something. But, um, and obviously Jamie Semple coming on and making the assist, which, which I'm sure we'll get into, but we got the win and that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And, and going back there to the point, uh, Mark Gillespie's save, it was the second week in a row, a world-class save. Yeah, there's no uh, other way to describe it. Mm-hmm. The, did you see the Atty's save that he made? Uh-huh. When we, when it was one each year, that one was offside, but, you know, take nothing away from it. No, definitely not, man. He's, he's shown that, you know, when he came into the team, I wasn't too sure about him. Yeah, you've said that. But now he's, he's shown he is a top, top goalkeeper. Yeah. And he's, he's came in for Trevor Carson and it's like he's never been away. So mm-hmm. it's great to have... Yeah, we're pampered. You know, we're pampered with, with three mm-hmm. good, good goalkeepers. No, we've covered that massively before. So certainly yeah. there's no there's no anxiety about... Um, Oh God, right, a second choice keeper or even even a third choice keeper now, which is which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing to have, good headache to have. And um obviously the the, the no, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hang my hat on it, but I know Trevor's back in late training, but I still think it's too early for him. And similar with um whether in Bulu or Tanner, I think if we keep the two um, to next season, injury-wise, they'll come back much stronger because I wouldn't want Trevor to rush back in because I watched I, I watched the um as the as the, the the player of the year video and mm-hmm. he he looked quite frail. I noticed that he looked quite off colour and and a wee bit kind of frail, which which kind of gave me a wee bit of fright. But he's back in training. That's the main thing, and hopefully that can. Yeah, cast away any rumours of him retiring or whatever, because I still, I still think he has got another a, a year to to prove, not to prove, but to to give his back really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's, it's great to, to know that we've got them. Uh, back to the Dundee game. Uh, another big talking point from it was the refereeing. Mm-hmm. Now the Dundee penalty. Do you think it's a penalty? I didn't. I I I, 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 um, I clicked on the stream at two each, so can't comment. But Twitter did say it was a it was softish. Was it Aldred that was getting round? Yeah, um, it's almost as if Arebe slips. Um, I I don't think it's a penalty. He slips, and how you can fill someone when they're behind you, running on is is beyond me. So. It was a bit disappointing, but then again, we can't really complain about it now. We got the win, we move on. And another refereeing decision that would have been massive had we not got the, the win was uh-huh. our penalty. Yeah, that, 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 is, that is a penalty. Although the only, the only excuse I can give the referee for, the ball's in play. It's blatantly yeah, in yeah, play. Yeah. But the unfortunate is the way Kishunga slide in. He's sliding into block it. He's not sliding into handball it. And when he slide tackle... You leave an arm out to balance yourself. Yeah. So that that yeah. that would that would be my only. If 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 you know, because it wasn't a play, but had the referee not given the penalty for the handball, then it wouldn't necessarily have bothered me, because it's completely unintentional, and he's sliding and he cover an angle. He's not sliding into and he blocked the ball in my hand. Definitely, if he had his hand raised, his hands along the ground to balance himself. Yeah, yeah. The only the only thing that really annoyed me, as you said, there, I I don't think it's a penalty either. But how the linesman saw he was the linesman was a good forty yards away mm-hmm. over the other side. How he saw anything different that the referee didn't see, even uh-huh. that 
how can you see pa- how can you see uh, how can you see past two posts and two bodies? Have you get you know, can you see through things? It's it's a ridiculous decision, yeah. but then again, justice justice was justice done. It wasn't justice prevailed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it was it was obviously massive to get the win because it kept us in the, the, the fight for seventh. Yeah. And it gives us something to work towards. Yeah, now it does. It does. It, it gives us another hundred thousand pounds to look forward to now. Obviously, the prize pot's out, so it gives us it gives us that incentive, um, which will cover finances later on. But yeah, again, the, the, maybe maybe being a bit pessimistic and thinking of, um, thinking of lack of motivation. That could probably just be a bit in a bit of a downer after the a couple of the referee decisions and the the result against them. So yeah, we're looking at it in the bigger picture. It's things are all right, but hopefully there's no big banana skins between now and the end of the season, and we can just pick up. The one thing that is bothering me is the goal difference as well. Yeah, I want that sorted. Yeah. It's minus nine. I'd like three, three nil wins, please, Motherwell. Yeah, well, you know, going in it, there's obviously St. Mirren at home. St. Johnston away looks to be the the decider between ourselves and them. Yeah, so hopefully finish. we can get a big, yeah, a big crowd over there. Yeah, and then obviously Livingston at home. The St. Mirren and Livingston games look pretty straightforward, but then again, St. so did the Dundee game yeah. and the Hamilton game. Yeah, so you can, you can't, you can't. Take anything for granted. No, obviously, Livingston are always a hard Livingston, team to play against. Yeah, Livingston, I would say, are the are the are the team in the league that have absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah, I, I would say that. But the one thing that I'm looking forward to uh, for the Livingston game is to see how Declan Gallagher plays. <laughs> uh, I saw him against Aki's at the weekend. He wasn't that good. Brilliant. He made quite a, quite a few mistakes. <laughs> but you know it'll be interesting to see him against yeah. Motherwell part of me wants him to play well and get a clean sheet part of me wants us to win 4-0 I don't, I don't think they'll include them in the squad I don't think, think I don't. yeah I don't think so because he's signing for us I think if you know Hearts made the bottom six as well I don't think they would include Halkett as well because we're not doing it with Hasty we know he's away so um, yeah I don't. I don't think he'll be included. Um, but yeah, like you say, it would be nice to see him involved. But I don't. I think it's the last game of the season as well. I don't. I don't. I, don't, yeah. I, th- I think they'll play with it. It's similar to we did last season. We had a cup. A cup final to prepare for. But we played with players that were really kind of going to be here, or they were going to offer to be here next season, rather than play with players we thought were going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously you know David Turnbull and that mm-hmm. he's, and he's, yeah he's he's, 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 he's filled he's yeah kind of yeah and obviously I know I know Chief she ran the show that day but there was there was still hope that we could have got him but it didn't prevail mm-hmm. he's doing well, well in m- Turkey moving though on. yeah yeah m- moving on just before we started this podcast uh, Jake Carroll mm-hmm. saying on to him I know you've been wanting a left back in yes. for a while. So you're happy with the signing? Yeah, as long as it doesn't take my Adam's position, I'm fine with it. But <laughs> no, obviously, <laughs> um, yeah, natural left sidedness, I'm happy with. And um, I did, I did, I did read the wee article yeah, quickly just before you you sent me a link to get us started. And um, Robinson did state that there's competitions for that for the places. So whether that be Tate. Included as a left back now because you know I've, I've, I've spoken about in previous podcasts. I think we can look at Liam Grimshaw as being a full back now. Right back. Now. Yeah. yeah. And um, whatever happens with um, 
Hartley, I see Donnelly more of a centre half as now. So listen, we're, we're, we've covered it before. We're strong, and I'm happy with the left back acquisition mm-hmm. because it gives yeah. it gives the, 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 the both lads or even like, throw Tate in there as well. It gives the gives the three empty something to whole fight fight for, which is good. Mm-hmm. Which is good, and yeah. well, you know you can't. He's he's had he's made a decent career of it down south. You know he's went for million and a half pounds or something like that when he. He's, he's signed for Huddersfield or signed from Huddersfield for a million and a half pounds. I'm not sure, but um, I'm just kind of scanning through it. But he's had a decent career down in England, and to sign from Colchester, who I believe are in League One, and that's that's good because you know it's no more non-league players, players that have been relegated from League Two. You know because in days gone by, Muller will have signed Championship and League One players. So happy with that. Yeah, it's um, it's Cambridge. Cambridge, is it? A- yeah. I thought it was Colchester. Uh, you know, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see who who gets the place at left back for the majority of the season. Obviously, Tate looks to be a left back now because you know Grimshaw's solidified his place in at right back. Mm-hmm. Whether Tate will go back out to the right and mm-hmm. you know Carroll will come in or Livingston, it'll be interesting to see. But you know, be, we've covered uh, it before. We'll get more than enough players to, to go around. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, just get a couple yeah. of forward ones sorted. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody asked us, "Do you think we'll get a rebate for another year?" Because obviously, Alan Burrows hinted at it. I don't know if he saw that. No, I've, I've not. Um, I think it would be very, very would be hard pressed to because I think you know it's got another four years left in his deal at Nottingham Forest. I think you know they want to try him out down south now because he's came up here, he's scored two goals, assisted. However many, and I think he's came up here to embrace the physical side of it, and not be a a winger with a, with the strength of a flyaway football. Um, and I think he's developing that in his game. I think that's why he's been loaned up here. Um, but no, cer- certainly I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge it. I would. I would love to have him back for another year, but I just don't see it as being possible because I think you know we'll go down south, and the wage split will be more favourable for him. Um, but I would, I would certainly, certainly love it to happen. But I just think Notts Forest as a club will probably want to maybe down south for a year, and then I generally think he'll break into their first team mm-hmm. after that. Well, the, yeah, the thing that got people talking about it was Alan Burrows' comment uh, on his Instagram, saying, "Hopefully, we'll see more at Fur Park in the future." Now, there's only two more games at Fur Park this season, yeah. So. Maybe people are looking too much into that. Yeah, we're clutching at straws. Yeah. We were entitled to as yeah. football fans when we've got gems like him in the team. Because I know mm-hmm. I was very critical of him, and I think you were as well. At the start, when we started doing his podcast, we failed to see what he would bring to the to the, to the fold. You know, he was burning out after 60 minutes. It was really frustrating. But now he's, dare I say, he's starting to become one of the, well, he's certainly him and Turnbull, the two most influential attacking players we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. So, uh, I'm on. The, I'm the same with you. I, I don't see it happening. Nah, I don't. But I'd like it to happen. Just because I don't see I'd, it happening I'd, doesn't mean I don't want it to. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to see him back, but just don't see it happening. Um, moving on, another big talking point that surfaced from absolutely nowhere. People have been. Dying for us to talk about it. That's all I've requested. David Turnbull, the number 10. 
No. No. Absolutely not. Um, I think, especially on this week of football, it's, well, what's happened with Billy and obviously today, Stevie Chalmers, um, Celtic going and retiring the number five, which arguably carries more weight than the Phil O'Donnell thing does. Um, I get it, you know, if Phil was still here, he certainly wouldn't begrudge it, but that's what makes us is part of is part of Motherwell. Nobody has touched the number ten jersey since David Clarkson, which is Phil, Phil Donald's nephew. We should genuinely leave it that way. I think if we signed a Ronald Dino or a Lionel Messi, we wouldn't even give them a, give them the number ten jersey. I wouldn't like to see it happening purely because it's not meant to be. Even under twenties, under tens, don't use the number ten jersey. When I was with the Motherwell community team, we didn't use the number ten jersey. Now that tells you all you need to know. That's mm-hmm. you can't. Um, if it, if it happens, you know it, it happens because David Turnbull is the epitome of the position of a number ten. He is, but I just don't. It's it carries too much weight. Um, however, yeah, if Peter Hartley goes. I was thinking about this today. If Peter Hartley goes, Alan Campbell will take the number six and David Turnbull could take oh, the number eight. Or even... Yeah. Because the number 14 still signifies a lot to Motherwell. Give William Grimshaw yeah, back. Last, yep. Mm-hmm. Give Grimshaw the number four back. and Because um, I think McHugh could be out the door as well. Keep Campbell as eight. And um, give Davy the number 14. But I don't. I wouldn't like to see the number... Number ten. I know I shut it down very, very quickly in your in your, um, in your answer, but I just I wouldn't like to see it happen because it's you know I think I've given off the description of it. It epitomises part of this football club, and that's he's always with us. It's it's ingrained in his towel, his number. Just you know, it's not even used at under tens level. I just don't feel we can we can do that. Because it tarnishes the sentiment, I feel. Might, that might, might, might sound a bit harsh, but I wouldn't begrudge it if it happens, but I just can't envisage it. Yeah, well, that was a, a big argument for him not getting the number was the pressure. Uh, yeah, completely completely as well. Yeah, I get it. Because you look at the previous number 10s, you've had McFadden, you've had Phil. No, you can't. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, looking at it, it's... A number, it's just a number. It's just a number, but it's a number that carries weight. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Can't. I, don't, I don't think Turnbull would be affected by any number of wheels. I, I could not care what number of wheels. Um, as long as he's doing the business out in the park. That's what matters, yeah. For everybody asking, we both think that he should not get it. No. So, they're, they're, to answer your question, no, David Turnbull should not get the... Number 10. The number ten shirt, but you know, as you said, we might go on to get the number eight, the fourteen. Yeah, blah, I, think, blah, I, think, blah. I think I think eight number four, the eight or fourteen, because Alan Campbell is again, you know, he's become a pit of me of squad numbers. Alan Campbell's the number six. He's a terrier. He'll chase you up and down the park. He'll tackle you up and down the park. Mm-hmm. So Alan Campbell for me, maybe I'm getting a bit kind of FIFA nineteen career mode here, but I think you know, David for number eight or fourteen would certainly be better. Yeah. And I think you know, you will get a massive boost in in the summer. We we, we you know, obviously change a squad number yeah well I mean the chances of him changing squad number is pretty high you look at Cadden was 26 next season 12, 12 next season 7 7 yeah then Turnbull it was 31 then, no, not Turnbull 
Tom, yeah, Turnbull was 31 then 28. Mm-hmm. Campbell went from 22 to 8. So, I mean, Cam- the change Yeah, Campbell went 26, 22, 28, so yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the chances of him changing numbers is very high, yeah. and I, I don't think he'll stay at 28. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe, you know, similar with Tanner, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 27 for him has got a, got a significance. Um, but I don't, I don't see that with, with Davy at all. I don't think it relates to any birthdays or anything for him. Ah. Um, but yeah, I certainly do think I do think he'll get a number between one and eleven. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, just a number, and I, I think, I think, I think he'll, he'll still, he'll still play fantastically. Oh no, there's no, there's no, there's no denying. Um, there is, there's certainly no denying that. So another big question that people have been talking about how much is David Turnbull worth? Listen, the questions are all very much David Turnbull based. That's fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I've spoken about it before with the milk thing in uh, Kipre. I think and I'll get into it as well, my big rant I'm going to go on later on. Um, I think Liam Milk yeah. was a two and a half, three million pound player. I think Cedric Keeper it was two million. Uh, David Turnbull for his age and everything that goes along with it. You're talking four, four and a half, and that's measly for me because he plays the mother role because you know we can be deemed as um, you know we can we can just offer them a million, a million and a half, and they'll take it because they need yeah. to pay off whatever X amount of debts we've got left, which I don't think is much of. But yeah, I, I, th- I certainly think in, in in excess of four million and above. Mm-hmm. Well, you said that you know clubs will look at, at Motherwell and think, all right, we'll offer them a million. I'd like to see us do what Aberdeen done with Scott McKenna. Mm-hmm. Reject. Yeah, you, you know, reject. I mean, you stand, you stand your ground. Stand your ground. Because yeah. David Turnbull will build us. Again, I can't, I can't exactly you know take credit for this. I've seen it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. The sales I uh, Davy and Phil Phil did a. Uh, Davey and James McFadden, no, sorry, Phil Donnell and James McFadden built us the Cooper and the South Stand. I think Davey, Davey Turnbull could build us a training facility. Mm-hmm. Because we yeah. need that, because we're over. That's why we can't do stadium tours, is because the players use the dressing rooms for changing before and after training. I think David Turnbull could build us a training facility out at DL Park, because there's hundreds of ground to use there. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't even know that he couldn't do tours that much. No, he can't. I mean, I've never been on a tour because I mean, there's not really much to see. There's not, but there 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 is in 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 the Donald Sanders. There's there's quite a lot. The the Joe Walk Lounge and the believe it or not, the trophy rooms quite glitter at times. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, that's just yeah tunnel. Yeah, it's oh no no no. no, The the trophy rooms up in the up the boardroom actually, and there's 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 plenty of obviously the, the. memorabilia from Europe and things like that. Listen, it's, I don't really look yeah. at it, Fur Park isn't exactly the biggest stadium, but there's there's hundreds of wee rooms and corridors in, in the O'Donnell. It's very quirky, but I think yeah, the, main, the, main, the main part of a stadium tour is, regardless where you go, whether it be a Fulham or a, a Brighton, or you go to the, the new camp or uh, the Bernabeu, you know, the, the main thing has been in the dressing room, sitting, getting a photo taken with the jerseys. Um, so I think, yeah, David, I know it's kind of drifting off a wee bit, but David... The sale of David Turnbull definitely build us training facilities at Dale Park, and um, hopefully that can open some revenue because for, for, for stadium tours for the club because I think we could make a lot of money because growing up yeah. I always wanted to do a stadium tour and it was never really available because the players use the dressing rooms so so much. So yeah, David Turnbull four and a half million minimum. Yeah, I think I think I think he's 
Mm-hmm. Yourself? I think, yeah, I think that's that's fair. I mean, I answered a few questions yesterday, I said a few, but um, I probably shouldn't have answered them because we could have went on in the middle no. of the podcast and then I'll think about that at the time. No, it's but, all good. Yeah, I think three, four million it is, but I genuinely would not be surprised if you left for, you know, one, two million. But, I would, my skin would crawl if that would happen, to be honest with you, because, that's, yeah. uh, because we will make four or five million in a sell-on clean fee telling you yeah definitely uh, that that moves us on to the next question yep. any ideas what the topic is Davy Turnbull yes um, <laughs> oh there you go get me on the chase um, the question is is David Turnbull one of the best uh, God, messed that up is David Turnbull one of the most technically gifted players you've seen at Mullerwell well I've been going to Fart Park when the days of Zach Jules and Anthony Streaker, so yes. Um, <laughs> but seriously, yeah, listen, you know, everything he does is so, so effortless. Um, yeah, I think... I've not seen a player stroll through a game like that, probably even, like, closest I could go for that. I know he's a money-faced we get at times, but McDonald could stroll through a game because he just knew where to go, where to be, where to play the ball. Um, there's, I'm, I'm genuinely sitting here trying to think. You know, I can I, I made a slight comparison in the last podcast. To Ian Vigers, just the way he found space and dropped the ball into spaces. The, the, but, but certainly, there's, there's over the grand scheme of things, there's absolutely no comparison between David David Tumble and Ian Vigers because David Tumble can be half arsed Ian mm-hmm. Vigers could turn it on when Ian Vigers chose to. David Tumble is a constant show. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the praise he's been getting for the past, well, near enough the whole season, the whole season has been unbelievable. Um, I don't know if you watch sports scene. I don't know because I find it insufferable. Yeah, I mean, it's very biased. Yeah, mm-hmm. they spend you know forty-five minutes of the program. Speaking about them, yeah, and you'll get a twenty-second clip on the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're about, the, I, did, I did see the two and a half minute clip the you're referring to Michael Stewart. He's always checking his shoulder, popping the ball into space, and that's where I made the comparison yeah. with Vigers because he done that very, very well in the, in the position, albeit he didn't have the legs. David Turnbull does. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were they were comparing him to Michael Balak of all people. <laughs> High praise, high praise for a young uh, lad. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, going back to the point, I think the game against Dundee was David Turnbull's best performance in a Mullerwell shirt so far. True, I find, I find, was... find that hard to argue. I mean, I'd even go back, I know we lost 3-2, but it was the rival of him a game against Partick Thistle at Furhill, where he was probably him and Bowman were the only two bright, bright sparks we could take away from that game. Because I listened mm-hmm. on Mixler, and I remember it very, very well. And he was always getting mentioned with his passes and his ability. And the, the, actually, we got the goal from his um, his, con- his uh, free kick, sorry. And he set up to uh, Craig Tanner's quotation marks, McFadden esque finish. So that's how far back. Wait, 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 wait. I think you're on about the wrong game here. Patrick Thistle, 3 2. Bowman and uh, Tanner scored. I don't think Turnbull played that game. I'm sure he did. I, was, I think it was the 1-0 win at Fur Hill Turnbull played. Was it? And he assisted Bowman with the free uh, kick. I might be talking absolute waffle here. Because <laughs> I remember the 3-2 was in the, the December when we won absolutely hee-haw games. 
two wee seconds. Uh, it was Ryan Bowman and Craig Tanner. Lineups. Ah, sugar. He didn't. You're right, well done. <laughs> it was, yeah, he did play at Furhill, though, so I can see why yeah. you got uh, mixed up. And Bowman did score. So. Yeah, Bowman and Tanner did score. I'm talking absolute nonsense. Because it was uh, mm-hmm. the bench was Hamill, Biggie, Newell, McLean, Tanner, Adam, and David. No goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> no goalkeeper. The ones. Yep. That was the game we were 3-0 down against yeah, Partick, wasn't it? It was 16-22-28, 56 and 79. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like crawling yeah. in a hole now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, no, I, get, I get your point. Yeah, he was even even back when he was just getting wee, uh, wee, wee cameos stints, in, yeah. in games like that. He, he looked like a player. I remember seeing him. Uh, I used to go watch... A lot of the, the under-21s, yeah. I, yeah, I can't get to them as much now, but I was there when, you know, David Turnbull was, you know, becoming captain of the under-21s, etc. And mm-hmm. we, we, I got close with his dad. Yeah, no, you've got, you've got, you've got, you have got a big affinity with, them, with David, and you've got a big signed Scottish Cup thing. Yeah, yeah and, you know, the, the, I remember seeing him play against Aki's at New Douglas Park. And I remember watching him and I thought, right, he's going to be Something. first team next season. He's going to be absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but I'm, I, li- I like to think I, I liked David Turnbull before he was cool. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. Always, um, because when we started to get any conversation towards the end of, not even towards the end of last season, start of last season, really, um, you didn't mention how you were a you were, you were a big big fan of his. So certainly you've got you've got um, you've got you can lay claim to that definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just take that away from you. Yeah, when they were they were, when they were selling the the changing room boards from Scottish Cup final, everyone was going for molds and key praise. Yeah. I was like, I want David Turnbull. Easy days, and well done. You got it. I was, I was I was talking to my dad the other day and I was like, I wonder how much we'll be able to sell David Turnbull's board for in ten year time when he's playing at the new camp. Yep. Yeah. You know, I've I've looked up to him for a long, long time. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a very, very good thing. Certainly one of the best players I've seen yeah, play at football in my years gone. He's yeah. he's unbelievable. As you said, he strolls through games, he's one definitely. step ahead of everybody on the park. I remember uh, against Aki's the ball came to him in the middle of the park and he just hoofed it and it looked as it, it looked like a clearance an inch perfect pass to Richard Tate it was unbelievable I remember talking to his he used to play with Newman's Hammers yeah when he was younger and then I remember talking to his old coach in Motherwell and he says uh, when when he trained David Turnbull when you watch David Turnbull you'll think oh he done that without meaning it but he means everything he does on the park. He's he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's I, honestly, I can't praise him enough. I can I can I tell you you you're smiling ear to ear. I, I honestly I, I completely yeah. I, I get how enthralled you are by him, and that's that's a big big thing to have players like that. I mean, when I was growing up, it was um, it was Jamie Murphy, and, and, and well, I know he was only in the season for the first team, but Lee Irwin was my absolute hero, similar build to myself. Kind of a left winger as well, so he was he was everything I wanted to be, and that's why I followed him all the way through to to, to um, you know, Leeds United, and that's why I've got a big affinity with him through him, through him as well. And he was yeah. just everything you're describing is what I felt 
towards the air when as a wee guy growing up. He was what I wanted yeah. to be. Obviously, a Motherwell fan as well. And just, uh, you know, very similar kind of style I played myself. And I, I, I base, still do base an awful lot on how he played. I know he kind of didn't play as much and probably could should have signed a new contract in hindsight, but didn't. But yeah, I, I completely, you know, he's, he's to have him as a Motherwell supporter for we guys at six and seven, that's a big thing for the club as well. Yeah, definitely. Massive. Like, um, going back to the question, I think we, got, we went on a tangent. Tangent. Oh, good. Um, uh, back to the question: Is David Turnbull one of the most technically gifted players you've seen at Fort Park? Yes. Yeah, if not the. Um, I'm, I, mm-hmm. you know, I know we'll probably hang up the call and I'll be like, "Oh, this person." But yeah, I can. I made the the only person I can think of on the spot would be McDonald or Vigers, and neither of them kind of had the legs or the attitude to keep going at times. And Davy does, mm-hmm. Every, like you say, yeah. everything he tries, he means. Yeah, I mean, even at he's he's six foot one, I believe. Yeah, he is. You know, uh, I, mean? I didn't think he was that tall. Yeah, I mean, he dribbles with such ease. Ease, yeah. Being, yeah. I mean, he's not. He's not. Massive, but he is tall. Yes, and you know, Certainly I mean, I know you're five. Controller Fraser five and... Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. You know, he's 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 a fantastic. You just wanted to get that in there, didn't you? Him. Yeah. <laughs> Foot five. I'm not. Um, I'm but not. you know, I, I can only hope. I can only hope we get to see him. We will. And I'm well, I mean, the first the f- one more season. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the first memory I have of him is I was waiting outside for park as I do every year on on kit launch day to get get my shirt signed by whoever I've got in the back of it, and he was probably about ages with yourself at the time, and um, I was sitting there waiting his dad to pick me up. He just kind of looked over at me and smiled, and I now can I now can look, I now can refer that back to what he said in the article with BBC Sports saying he used to be the wee guy waiting outside with the printed jersey and wanting to get it signed and I can kind of look back at that yeah. because when I look at the young, the younger players obviously their ages of myself now I, I get very anxious around them because I'm like they'll just think I'm a pure fanboy and that's dead cringy that's dead cringy but David was looking at me saying I was him when I was 14 I was him when I was 13 yeah. which was was was, um, was kind of it's nice to kind of refer that back to because like I say when I see the under 20s I'm like oh no they think I'm a pure redneck here sitting here with a printed jersey yeah. just Pen in my hand, waiting to get it signed. Because you know, going back to the the thing you said about being anxious, you know, I I always go to the the calendar signings. Yeah. You know, it's great to meet all the players. I remember one year, the first year I went, I think it was Marvin Johnson and Louis Moult I was meeting, Mm -hmm. and I went I went up to get a a selfie with them, Mm -hmm. and you know, he stood up, came out. I took about five photos. Not one of them were clear. My hand was shaking. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, but it's it's weird to look back in that, you know, <laughs> to think you you were one of those young lads. Yeah, waiting to meet your heroes and just didn't know what to do with yourself. And it's good to think that we've got a player like that who knows knows what it means. Yeah, to be a fan. And yeah. that's the, the same thing as well. When I was getting my photo with Adam, I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and I was he knows he knows a friend of mine, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting. I was like, oh no, I'm going to need to reintroduce myself, saying I know you through such and such, and 
Um, and he was absolutely fine because I was like waiting for my mum to take the photo, and she just was. She, I was screaming. I was like, "Mum, get out of the car, get out of the car." She just wasn't hearing me. Wish you. Like, it's all right, mate. It's fine. I'll sign the jersey now, and you can wait and get the photos. And after that, you know, speaking about the photos as well, he, he said, "Go through them, make sure they're all clear, and if they're not, we'll take another one." And that meant the absolute world because he's finished training. He wants to go home, or he wants to go for a coffee, or do whatever. But he's making time, mm-hmm. and that 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 yeah. means that means a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, as you said, it obviously would have meant the world for for him to take in a consideration you and mm-hmm. and you know what you wanted. Yeah. Um, I remember a similar situation that I was in again at a calendar signing, and I regret it. I will regret it my whole life. I was meeting Cedric Kipre for the <laughs> second time. Yeah, yeah, I, I met him once at a calendar. I know the. Do you know how they used to do the signings before? Yeah, they did. They do, yeah, yeah, the 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 Cooper thing. Yeah, I went in to meet Cedric one of those days, and then I met him at the calendar even, and I forgot to get a photo with him yeah. before the game once. So I went in and I was with my my gran, and I says, right, all I want is one photo Cedric. tonight, and it was with Cedric Kipre. Yep. Now my gran being old fashioned doesn't really know how to work, work a camera. Yeah, so. I was patiently waiting with Cedric Keeper. I was like, right, I don't want to take up too much of his time. Mm-hmm. My grandma was trying to figure out, and I just said, right, oh, that's it. But I never got the photo, just mm-hmm. so Cedric wouldn't think I was a big weirdo. Or, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's great to have players like Adam Livingston, Alan Campbell, David Thompson, who knows yeah. what it means yeah, to be a fan. And I know you you admire that greatly. You know, your, yeah. uh, your post the weekend about... Alan Campbell and Tom Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I speak about it a lot. You don't, you don't get it. You don't. Those who don't understand don't matter. And um, you know, they three or four lads certainly get it. And that's a that's a that's a really really nice really nice thing to have because you know, Motherwell aren't going to be the most supported team at times. You know, we're not going to have many players that come through and dream of playing for us, which makes it even more special when players do. And that's that that mean yeah. that means more than you know we could have a player come through and be an absolute flop, but. He's a Motherwell fan, so it matters. And that's that's, yeah. that's a really, really nice thing, rather than having 10, 20 supporters coming through and one or two of them being good. Um, it certainly means yeah. a lot it's, more when they're, good they're as good yeah. as, as, good as the, the, you know, the three or four boys are. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on, I know you've been waiting to, yeah. to discuss this. Your financial... R- I don't know what to call it, but you can, you can just take... Mm-hmm. So, you take the mic. I will do. Love it. Um, obviously, we, with um, Jake leaving, um, that's us pocketing another 400000 450000 as well as Stuart leaving. So, since becoming fan owned um, in 2016, we have sold six players and we've accumulated over £3.5 million, which is, is massive. And over, over three years, you know, it doesn't look the best, but. You look, you break that down. That's a million and three hundred and thirty-three thousand pounds a year for a for a for a turnover. But I've looked it up, and um, obviously we are with the help of yourself. You know, we sold Hennigan was the first player to go for six fifty. We then got a massive sell-on fee for Marvin Johnson, which was another six hundred. Mm-hmm. That was about what that was one point two million straight away. The the window hadn't even opened um, at the start of last season. Um, then midway through last season, we sold Moat for half a million, and then 
I know, robbed, completely robbed. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think he's a two, I've said it before, he's a two and a half, three million pound player. Um, you know, where else in Scotland are you going to find a 50 goals in two and a half seasons? Moussa Dembele couldn't even manage that in the service he was getting at Celtic. But he went for £15 million. But then again, that's, that's supporting a team like Motherwell for a year where easy to pick off. And I'll even revert all the way back to Jamie Murphy as well. Look at all the records he broke. The most amount of Young Player of the Month awards in the club's history. The most amount of goals in a, European-wise in the club's history. Something like one of the youngest scorers as well. Youngest, youngest top goal scorer since McFadden. And he went for £250,000 to Sheffield United, albeit when he moved to Brighton. We got the pocketed around £700,000 for that. But the, he's went for about 10% of his selling value. And that's, but I, I would like to think Jamie Murphy was the, I hope you'd agree, Jamie Murphy was the, the sale of him was a catalyst for us bouncing into where we did at the time. That funded the moves yeah. for Oyama's, the Higdon's laws. And I'd just like to think, you know, had, had, we, had we made money for Hutchinson? Darren Randolph Law you know Ayama had we made money for them we'd be a different club to now but back to sold malt and then Cedric went for another million I think you know you, you were fairly certain we got a fee for Biggie in January and um, we've sold Jake yeah, wasn't we've sold Jake Hasty and Stuart McKinstry for £400,000 each now that brings me on to the big final point we won't lose him this summer because going back yeah. on that logic, we've lost a player every window. We didn't lose MD this January. Stuart McKinstry and Jake Hasty accumulate for that for this for January and this summer. We always look to I seen it somewhere on Facebook, Mother will always look to balance the books up at some point by selling a player. Mm-hmm. We've sold two players in one window. I don't think we'll lose MD else, so I think we can Go and get your David Turnbull jerseys printed. Go and get your Alan Campbell jerseys printed. Go and get your Chris Cadden's, your Trevor Carson's. Nobody's leaving this summer. And we've made three and a half million pounds over the last two and a half, three years. But we, we, we are going places. I think we're, we're fine financially. I don't know how much of this debt we've got yet to clear off, but I imagine, we, we imagine it wouldn't be much. And that's why I'm fairly confident that David Turnbull's sale or Chris Cadden or Alan Campbell's sale will make us a new training facility or it could upgrade the stadium. Not that, not really that it needs it, but it's certainly once we sell the three boys, we will be able to maybe not compete on the park yet, but we're certainly, I think the financial breakdown makes things seem better as they are, better than they actually are for us. Um, because... We've 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 made money. I know I've, I've not managed to ca- calculate outgoings because mass isn't my strong point, but we're we're doing good is what I'm trying to get at. We're doing we're doing fine. We've made we've made money, and you know that you know we've kind of spe- uh, speculated that the wages are probably between eight hundred and one point two thousand a week. That's not much either in the grand scheme of that. You know what we've got twenty first team players take that away from. Three point six million pounds. You're left with a healthy sum as well over the course of a season. So I don't think we'll lose him to the summer. Is the point I'm trying to make because we've already made eight hundred thousand pounds, and if we make another one point two million, once you scratch away medical bills, which again haven't been much this season, we haven't really had many players on long term injuries. Bartana, Baron Bulu, Ross McCormack, we're not paying a penny for. 
Trevor Carson, I know as well, but he was getting dealt with through NHS. That doesn't. That's not really covered from the club. So I think we're doing. We're in a healthy position, and I don't think we need to worry about David Turnbull, Alan Campbell, whoever going just yet. I think we can be. We can be confident, and we can relax about that. Thoughts? Yeah, I think you've summed everything up perfectly. Um, I, 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 would, I was, I was worrying that David Turnbull would leave this summer. I'm confident he won't. Uh, you know, after seeing him in his interviews and all that, I, I don't think he will now. Mm-hmm. Alan Campbell, I don't see leaving. Nope. Um, I made a point. I don't know if it was to you. Well, no, it might have been. I genuinely can't remember. Uh, the good thing about Alan Campbell is he's a really good player for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take him out of the team, the midfield crumbles. Crumbles, yeah. Yeah. Um, the good thing about Alan now, I don't, want this to sound, I don't want to sound harsh when saying this about him. Okay. Whenever Alan is playing good, yeah. and it's very rarely he has a bad game, there's always someone in the team Better than playing better. That's, so, yeah. mm-hmm. with the transfer news and people won't, you know, Alan Campbell won't catch the eye yeah. of MD. Because he's, he's a, yeah. mm-hmm, he's a very good player. Yeah. So, that's why, you know, I, I honestly can't remember a time Alan Campbell was linked to MD. No. Which is a good thing mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So, I don't see him leaving, um, definitely. And Tadden, I think he's signed a contract. Yeah. Um, I don't see him leaving. I, I, I mentioned it to be four, and it's kind of got a wee bit. We've we've got a bit, you know, confident about it. Cadden got injured at the right time for us. He was hitting form. He scored that goal at St Mirren. That's the thing. Well, if Cadden adds ten goals a season, he's game. He's away. He just can't mm-hmm. find the back of the yeah. net. Chris Cadden's a phenomenal player. Work great. I think he's got a good passing. That divides opinion. It certainly divides opinion. But Chris Cadden. Arguably plays when the scouts are out, but he knows where his home is, and that's here. He gets it, yeah. but you know he can't. We can't discredit him for wanting to further his career. Um, I did want to make him a wee financial breakdown point. If David Turnbull doesn't get sold in the next two years, I would either like to hope to think, or I could wish I could sit and guarantee he'll sign a new deal just so we can get money for him. Now, this brings yeah. me on to, I don't want to sound bitter, but come on, all the, all the hyperboles work right themselves, didn't they? Jake the Snake, come on. You've seen my Instagram story. That was a good laugh um, when I edited his face on to Jake the Snake Roberts. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, see if he really wanted to go that bad. Do us a bit of credit, son. You've been with us for the age of nine. 11 years of your life have been at Motherwell. Do us a bit of credit, sign a year with the clause or with the promise that we sell you in the summer. You've That's the thing that annoys me about him. He's lent for less than half his value as a million pound player. He has, he's left, never, never mind the fact that I've, my Twitter blew up because I was noising up because of, obviously we know he's a Celtic supporter and Rangers fans didn't take too kindly to that. Ha 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 ha. Um, whilst also saying, "Oh, we don't care about religion and who players support." Half your songs are about aren't about football. But Jake, do us a bit of credit. Sign the contract with the agreement that we must sell you in the summer. But instead, you haven't. 
you're on £350 a week, we're offering you £500 more for five more weeks, and then you can go in the team you grew up hating. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that gets me. He's, I was speaking to a boy in college about it the day. He's, he's that, that, that for me is epitome of, uh, just epitome a lot, but that's the definition of snake. He's, not only is he going to a, a, a team that, yeah, I know we spoke about before, you know, it doesn't really matter once you, once you start kicking a ball about for a living, who he supported as a, as a child, I'd beg to differ. Not only is he doing that, He's, he's not doing us any justice for the last 11 years of his life. If it wasn't for Motherwell, he'd still be playing for Alaba. If it wasn't for Motherwell, he wouldn't be linked with Rangers. Um, I'm going to get a wee bit lost here, but yeah, he's not doing us a service because he's he's going for half his value. Like I say, if you wanted to go that badly, have a bit of integrity. Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, 400k for Hasty, down the line in maybe five, six years, we'll look at that and think, well, we got what, what he was worth. Because I don't think you'll get into the Rangers team. You'll get loaned out or he'll sit on the bench and play with the reserve. Yeah, um, I had I had a Rangers fan in the Twitter spat um, come up and say, oh, he'll, he'll get game time, he'll get game time. Rangers have more or less announced him. Which the hypocrite Gerard decided to. Oh, I wouldn't speak about other people's people's players, but he's still signing for us in the summer. I we spoke about it before that, but I regarding the Aberdeen interview. You know, I'm I'm the manager of Rangers now. I don't care about what's happened in the past. Full time, or we've had decision against this for years. Dry your eyes, mate. Um, aye, that 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 annoyed me as well because Stephen Robinson's very very good at deflecting questions when it comes to other people's players which I really really admire about him because inside he must be dying to say we've got him or when we when we missed out on the player in January when we missed out the player last summer he must have been saying aye this is his name and this is the club he's went to but that's mm-hmm. what I'm, I admire about him but aye he's done his a real real disservice by doing that and I'm just I'm really disappointed about it yeah I mean you look at the wingers Rangers have already got them yeah. Jordan Jones, Jones, Greg Stewart, Glenn Middleton. I mean, they've got, I saw a big thing, Josh McPake. Uh uh Why, if he's been linked with teams all over Europe, why do Rangers not focus on signing him? Yeah, rather than taking other people's players. It's embarrassing, I think, for Rangers Rangers youth set-up for them to bring in Jake Hastie from Motherwell. Yeah. When they've got perfectly good players. The players, you know, I think we counted up before yeah. you get seven in front of Jake. When once Jamie Murphy comes back as well, um, so you've got seven, you've got, you've got seven players in front of him. Why would you, for the sake of two and a half grand a week, which I think we, we managed to calculate, that's what he'll be on if he's on five or six times more than what he's on at Motherwell. We're on about two and a half grand a week. You know, you're, you're going to go back out to an Alabama, you're going to go back out to an Airdrie where you can be a start. We we changed their formation. For Jake Hasty. Yeah. He's taking mm-hmm. a player in Elliot Freer who doesn't get a fair crack of the whip, who doesn't maybe get the plaudits he deserves at times. I know, you know, he's either a hit or a miss, but that's because he's never been in the team long enough. Elliot Freer feels a connection to Willow Football Club. And Jake Hasty's taking that opportunity away from him. That annoys yeah. me as well. Mm-hmm. Elliot Freer is wearing a number 11 jersey, which again is synonymous with this football club. Number 7, number 10 and number 11 are the three biggest squad numbers you can pull on as a Motherwell, as a Motherwell player. 
you can give me the, the stuff about number nine, Mike Wigdon, um, Steve Kirk, Ian Ferguson, but number seven being Dougie Arnott, number 11 being James McFadden, and David Cooper, and obviously we spoke about number 10 as well, but Elliot Freer's got that number. Give him the chance, I know it's you know, maybe my attention to detail, hampering me again, but he's taken 14 games away from Elliot Freer, who could have proved himself for the first time in two and a half years. Yeah, it's, it's disappointing to see, especially because he's got the talent. He is a very talented player. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to be harsh here, but I really hope his career goes down the drain. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to. And I think I'm coming across as that. I don't want to appreciate the contribution he's made for the team because he's he's taken us away from relegation battles to sitting quite comfortable. But I feel his goals are now tainted. And as well, I went back to you know the, the examples of why he's, he's, he's snaked us. And I forgot to add in as well. How public Jake Hasty was about I'm signing up for Motherwell. The, his quotation was, on Sky Sports News, there's no place I would rather be to to develop my career than be here. I've been here for the age of nine. I know what it's about. Clearly you don't. Clearly you don't. And that's the thing that annoys me a lot. And I've went in a very impassioned rant about it, but... 11 years of your life. That's half of your life. Yeah, was, You've been here. I was and it's so tainted. sure it was going to I was so sure as well. I remember uh, I listened back to the podcast to evaluate my own performance. <clears throat> but I, 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 I quoted as saying, I don't know Jake's family, I don't know him personally, but he will sign that new contract. He will, he will, he will. And he's not. And I can, maybe I'm left a wee bit of egg in my face, but he's he's done us a big disservice. I do want to move away from it. I did ask you if you couldn't cover it too much, but there's, there's certainly so many angles when you open it up like that. The fact him being here for, for, for the longevity he's been here, the impact he's had on the team, the fact we've changed the, the formation for him, you know, he's keeping a very good professional and Elliot Freer out of the team, how much of the service he's done for the sake of financially, the fact he's a Celtic supporter, the fact that now literally he could be up there with David Turnbull has been the, the, the leading light in this reinvigorated Motherwell and he's thrown that down the pan as well. That's eight solid reasons why everything he's done now has been tarnished. Yeah. yeah. And I hate that fact. <laughs> I hate. I don't want to sit here and be bitter about him because he's a local lad and he's came through, he's been here for so long, but I can't help it because he's done his over massively for his own benefit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll just go down. He'll be sitting on the bench, not playing I football. I hope so. I genuinely hope so. And I hope... I've seen rumours as well that he'll get loaned back. He's not welcome. He is not welcome. Can, can you say to me, was he sitting in the stands on Saturday? Uh, was he? I genuinely wouldn't welcome uh-huh. him. I don't think he was... I don't think I he'd be welcome. I have no idea if he was in the stands or not. I don't think he'd be welcome. I, I, no, I, I wouldn't take him back. Nah, Definitely I not. I wouldn't. Like I say, see if he had went... And the club had made a statement. Jake Hasty signs a literal six months extension in order for him to make a move to. And in fact, he's went to another Premier League club as well. That's a bit in the balls as well. See if he'd be doing this and would be going down south. I wouldn't be asked really because I know we'd make another million, million and a half in a selling fee like we did with Johnson. But, but he's going to Rangers, and Rangers will grind out his contract and go for nothing because I don't see him 
getting in there ahead of seven wingers. He can give me, by the time Hasty signs can do, so he'll be 32. Murphy won't play much. But Glenn Middleton's a class player. Greg Stewart's phenomenal. And Jordan Jones has been one of the best players in the league the last three years. He doesn't fit in. He doesn't fit in. Jake Hasty's not a 4 4 2 winger. No, definitely not. And Greg Stewart and I mean... Jordan Jones are standouts for their respective clubs. Yeah, well, Greg Stewart not so much with Aberdeen, but definitely with Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the point, Jake Casey cannot play in a four-four-two. You know, his work rate for getting back is Shocking. non-existent. Uh huh. He doesn't. So, and, he, and, and when the game doesn't go his way as well, sorry, I'm cutting you off. When the game doesn't go his way, his way, has he actually, other than coming off the bench, the game against Ross County, I don't think he scored after the sixtieth minute. No, I don't think. I don't think. Has. I don't think he scored after the 60th minute because when the game's not going his way, he can't be asked. And I know we're, we're we're being hypercritical because he's leaving, and I don't want people thinking that. But I'll look up his, his seven goals and I come off this. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he hasn't. I'm fairly sure hasn't scored after the 60th minute. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, looking at his stats now, twelve starts from Motherwell, six goals, one assist. It's uh, it's good. It's a weird. It's yeah. It's it's a goal every two games. Yeah. One, I'll, I'll go through it now. So, Jake Hasty against Aberdeen scored in the thirty-sixth minute. Against Hamilton, he scored on the thirty-seventh minute. Mm-hmm. Um, against Hearts, he scored on the thirteenth minute. Against St Mirren, he scored on the tenth minute. Against Livingston, he scored on the. 6th and 21st minute against... County, it was last minute. Yeah. So there you go, Jake Hasty. Yeah. Jake Hasty isn't even a second half player. No. That, uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, you get my point. And as well, I, yeah. I, I do think he fizzes out the game after 60 minutes. Not because he's knackered, but he can't be asked. Kind, kind of like a rebe. So just, there you go. There you go. There's another point. We're not being biased here because Hasty's away. Mm-hmm. Aribe is the exact same. Aribe got bollocked for us in the first three podcasts because we didn't. We failed to yeah. see what he brought. You know, he, why is he fizz out after 66 minutes? Because he's such a talent. Jake Hasty isn't a second half player. No, and well, I mean, Aribe's Tony. proved himself now, yep. I think. Aribe's proved himself to be, to be a quality player. But for Hasty, I think... The logical thing for him to do was sign a contract, get another year under your belt, then move. <laughs> and of all people, Barry no. Ferguson coming out and berating them for it. Of all people. Yeah. The, the reason I was so sure he was going to sign was because of David Turnbull. Yeah. I but I think, he'd, right. I think he'd be wanting more than David. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. I think he'd be wanting more, more, more money than David. And I think David will be up there with, with um, Trevor Carson and Richard Tate as the two most highest paid players at the club. No, nah, I think I think David Turnbull's still on less than a grand a week. Well, there, there you go. I think there's even there's even room to get him on another deal. Should we need to? I don't see it happening, but I would like to see it happening. I think we could. Yeah, get I think a, I think Cadden's actually one of would, the. Yeah, the it wouldn't surprise team. me. He gets a lot of um, kind of endorsement deals as well. I forgot about him because he's not been playing much, and because I'm I'm now I'm I'm glad I can sit here and say I'm called Chris Cadden signing. Mm-hmm. Well, I said that about Hasty, so don't hold your no, breath. Well, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it's good to have you know players. As you said, the average is eight hundred to one thousand two hundred. Yeah. I mean, the, the highest the 
clubs ever offered to somebody? Four and a half, grand a week? yeah, four grand, yeah. Yeah, for, for low for um, I remember even Keith Lasley, Keith Lasley was only on about one and a half grand yeah. a week. Yeah, I mean, fact, you know, you look at the players we've had recently as well, you know, potentially, you know, Stevie Hamill, James McFadden would have been on, on a lot of money as well, Stephen McManus, Stephen Pearson, Higdon. Sean, Dan Randolph wouldn't have, wouldn't have been cheap as well. But again, that comes back to as well, I think we had a bigger budget before we were fan-owned. In fact, we definitely had a bigger budget before we were fan-owned. And that's what the worry was. That's why I was kind of against it at the start of it. But we're, we're actually doing okay. Looking at the sense of becoming fan-owned, making £3.5 million from player sales, that's terrific. But we did have a de- definitely have a, did have a bigger budget before we were fan-owned. That's how we could pay potentially up to two grand, three grand for a for a player a week. And um, then you know the the budget cuts, which are which are perfectly normal. Um, we're yeah. becoming fan owned, but it's working. Yeah, that's that, that's one of the reasons why you can respect a player leaving for more money. Oh. but and in, in a in a situation like Jake Hastie's, you can see why people weren't happy. I mean, take Louis Moult for example. Louis Moult, great servant to the club. Louis Moult wanted. You know, Louis Moult didn't want to. Uh, sorry again. Louis Moult made it clear he do, he doesn't want to leave Motherwell for nothing. He made that abundantly yeah. clear. I don't want to leave this club for nothing, but I don't want to sign a new contract, which kind of gutted me as well because he had, he carried a hefty price tag. He went for a quarter of it. Go. Yeah. 50 goals. Um, yeah, 50 goals in 98 games. That's you know, magic. Great, well, one of the best strikers I've yeah, seen. Yeah, Yaki's assassin. Um, I've completely forgot the point I was going to make. Um, good, good servant to the club. Leaving for more money, respect that. Uh, yeah, um, it was on, it was on, it was on about one thousand two hundred yeah. a week. Yeah, and I think he's on about ten to twelve. Yeah, you, you mentioned that. Yeah, I thought it was about four and a half, but yeah. So, I mean, you can't you can't blame him. You know, he's got a family. I think with Jake Hasty at that young age, he doesn't have a family to worry about. No, he doesn't. He needs to worry about his new Mercedes he's got and a new pair of shoes he'll be buying. Yeah. He, he needs. Yeah, so you can respect, you know, the likes that I'm pretty sure Bowman is on, like, a, you know, yeah, Bowman will be a on. couple hundred pounds more a week. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't think it's, it's that much a difference, but, you know, these older players, I want to say older players, they're not old players, but compared to Jake Hester, they're veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, they, these people have families to worry about, you know, they've got, you they're know, Louis Moult when he left his. <laughs> Yeah, when Louis Malt left, his wife was pregnant. He wanted to go down to see his family, so you can fully understand that. But with yeah. Jake Casey, his main priority should be game time. Game time. And I think, and I think he's he's he's. I don't want to see. I think he has ruined his career, but I think with the talent he's got, and if he really sticks at it, he could break into the Rangers team. But I don't see it happening. I don't. I don't. And um, I don't see it happening in the final year of his contract. And I think once you shut Jake Hasty down, he fizzes out the game. Literally, he fizzes out the game. Statistically, he fizzes out the game after ha- after after half time. But uh, you know, I think if you know, I think you as well, he fizzes out after sixty minutes. Would you agree with me? Does yeah. it become non-existent? Yeah. So yeah, I think. The only time I've, I can't, no, in fact, I, I can't remember a time where he was on his top, top, top performance throughout the whole ninety minutes. No, I, I'm genuinely struggling to think no. of when he put in a consistent performance. He is a great player. No oh doubt yeah, about yeah, it is what we needed, but we changed the shape to suit him. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that we changed right, the shape you know. to suit him. 
yeah. he's, done, he's done us over. Um, do you want to speak about the thing we were talking about last night regarding a certain Mr. Lawrence Shankland and how it would be yes. it would be more plausible or plausible rather than people would think? Yes, I'll well, let you take um, I put up last night uh, on my Instagram story, ask me a question to see what people thought. And they put, uh, most people were asking what transfers do we need to make? What player would you like to see coming? Lawrence Shankland mm-hmm. is, has been like Available. a lot of... SPL clubs. Yeah, a lot of SPFL clubs. And he's, he came out and said his next move will be based on game time rather than money. Mm-hmm. Now, Motherwell can offer Lawrence Shanklin... 1.2. Uh, yeah, and, you know, more game time than he needs. Mm-hmm. And so, m- me and you obviously think it's not out of the question for Motherwell to sign Lawrence Shanklin. Yep. I don't see it happening. Okay. But... I think it would be it's one of the possible. signings of the year in the SPFL. Yeah. For us to get our hands on Shanklin. Yeah. Um, I'll break it down. Um, he's burnt his bridges at Aberdeen. When the way he left, I can't, uh, you know, uh, yeah. he, he left on a silver note up there. He's not good enough for Rangers and Celtic. Um, I'll break through the top six. Right. Kilmarnock will want him because they're building a team around him in Brofield like, in next next year and they guarantee that they're not a guarantee, but the possibility Steve Steve Clark won't be there. Do you need to chip in? Um, you're just going on. We we discussed Hearts as well. Hearts, Hearts yeah. Him. Hearts want him, yeah, but yeah. it pays you, Claire, Morrison, McLean, even Stephen McLean, mm-hmm. Kina. We've been over Hearts as well. Yeah. Um, Dundee putting a bid a bid for him. Um, He's too good I for them. I believe it was 250 grand, but they re- Air, Air United rejected Air it. Wanted... And Dundee are going down, so I don't yeah. see why Lawrence Shankland. I'd, I'd say Dundee's a step down from Air uh-huh. at the moment. And Hibs will throw all their money into keeping Omionga and Mark McNulty. McNulty. That, that's, that's an absolute given because McNulty can bury in Horgan up front. That's frightening. With Omionga, Slivka, and. The boy Marlon. That's fantastic. They've got Shaw as well, who's apparently one of the best strikers, young strikers in Europe. Is that right, Leanne? Um, (laughs) So, yeah, when you break it down like that, and and, uh, also to kind of rest the the doubters, I don't think he'll go down to England because Championship is probably the equivalent of the non league down there. Um, I don't see him going to a, a, a League 2 or a League, a League 1 side. Heck, I don't even see him going to a championship, to be honest with you. So I know we're, 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 we're biased in the breakdown at times, but I think when you look at the other Scottish clubs, potentially top six, top seven clubs, St. Johnston could be a shout for him, but I think Chris Kane's coming at his own there. We need a striker. Yeah. And um, I think he would, he would certainly be a very, very welcomed addition. And Motherwell are proven to bring players onto the next thing. Cedric Keeper, Jamie Murphy, Louis Moult, everybody I've already I've, I've previously spoken about, even Stuart McKinstry, mm-hmm. 16 years of age, going to have massive, massive clubs and club in Leeds United. Um, so, again, the bias is break, uh, breakdown is, is, um, is bias, but I think it'd be a very, very welcome addition. And I'm sitting here bracing myself for him. <laughs> he's signed now, but even if it's a striker of his, his elk, because his goal scoring record is insane. Mm hmm. See, I don't, for some reason, I don't have a genuine reason 
but I just don't see it happening. I don't either. I don't either. But I think you know, really, our only rivals for signing them in oh, the St. league would, would be yeah, St Johnston or Hearts. But Hearts have got good strikers, and I think they'll keep a hold of like, patient. But yeah, St Johnston. And look, we've already lured two players away from St Johnston in Gallagher and Polworth. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was another thing. Tony Watt was linked with his. <laughs> Yeah, he's a fantastic finisher. Would you he, take him? he gets a lot of flack for his work rate and how he's, you know, a Celtic lad. I can't even deal with that because you need players to rise up in your big games. Um, but I'd, ra- I'd rather have Shanklin because I think that would bring Danny Johnson back into the game. Yeah, I genuinely mm-hmm. do. That's the player Danny Johnson needs. Lon Shanklin isn't necessarily a hold-up striker. He's six foot one, but he'll win. He'll, he'll win your headers. He'll, 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 he'll somebody we can cross the ball. And I always like to have a, an old-fashioned number nine as an option as well. But I certainly think Danny Johnson and Lawrence Shankland up front will be good. Mm-hmm. Whether it be Freer and Cadden or whether it be Cadden and somebody else in the midfield, Cadden, Polworth, whatever. I just I'm sitting here bracing myself for Shankland to be announced now. But um, <laughs> yeah, but break it down. It's it's more plausible than it's not because it doesn't want to be a financial move for him, but. It's possible. And you can't even rule out him signing another contract with Air. You can't as well. You can't as well, but I think their top wage will be about four hundred, five hundred pounds. Yeah. I mean, even they could they could they could get promoted. They could get promoted. hmm I mean, yeah. I mean Inverness, Air United and Dundee United, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Air and Inverness, which will be a it'll be a good game for the for the BT Sports cameras. Um, as well, so yeah, we can't we can't rule Air United coming up. However, I certainly would prefer Dundee United to come up. As far as no, I say I, I, would, I would like Inverness to come back up. Inverness friends, but as far as name me 12, 12 of the biggest Scottish clubs, Dundee United are up there. Yeah, we spoke yeah, of that. Yeah, so Dundee United are up there. Brussels and Hibs and Kilmarnock and Hearts. Yeah, I'd like to see Dundee United come up. I've not, I've never been to Tanaday, so I'd be another. Stadium yeah. checked off, would, even air. But you know, I'd love to see Inverness back up. Yeah, I, I do think they they they, they, they do. And I know it's a, I appreciate the journey the them and Ross County go go through to get to every single game. Games that we think are feasible going to St Mirrens and Hamilton, Rangers, Celtic. Games that are easy for us. Every single game for them, bar Aberdeen and each other's a, stre- a trek for them. So respect to, to every single one of them. I don't think, yeah. you know, whether they get 38 travelling fans or 380 travelling fans, they should be respected because, you know, it's not easy for them. Especially even at home games, they don't get that much. They don't. So but, credit to, to yeah. the away fans that, that actually go. And it annoys me. I'm going to go on a tangent. On you go. It annoys me. You know, you see, you know, Scottish football away days post up a photo of, uh, here we go, Wraith Rovers at Breakin City. And you get all the Celtic fans from Inverness saying, "Oh, Aye. that's that's terrible." That's embarrassing. That, like, yeah, I'd rather go and support Kaluk Rovers. If I, you know, staying in Kaluk than supporting Celtic sitting in a sitting in an armchair mm-hmm. each week from Inverness. Yeah. Yep. So that's it's my, yeah, it, 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 it annoys me to see people putting down fans that are committed and actually go and yeah, support their definitely. teams. Definitely, aye. It's, it's, it's frustrating yeah. more than anything. Yeah. But, you know, I take my hat off to everybody that, 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 that goes out and does that. You definitely, man. Yeah. Um, yeah so back to back to Lauren Shanklin. I think it'll be similar to the Lyndon Dykes situation. Oh, 
Livingston. Yeah, it's Livingston. He's going to from Queens. He's been loaned back. Um, he because Motherwell were linked with him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't want him. He's no. For all the media would kind of bung him up. Obviously, I follow Queens through um, family. Um, he's not very well regarded with them three people. Um, with some actions with <laughs> a cup final captain's wife um, and Jim Thompson's wife. Um, he's not very well regarded by the supporters down there and his um, his departure was a welcomed one. Uh, he's, oof, how do I describe him? He's not a goal-scoring striker. He's, very, he's not, he's better football than Ryan Bowman. He's a footballing version of Ryan Bowman. Not saying that Ryan Bowman was an anti-football man or this old firm patter, but... Ryan Bowman's capabilities were notable playing football. Lyndon Dykes is a footballer. He can play. Yeah. He just can't score. But six foot three, gangly, the touches he was he was he was pulling off and I was down there, my uncle's watching the Queen's Dunfermline game were fantastic. But with Dobie being out injured for so long, Lyndon Dykes is the man that you're thinking, right, he's gonna be our main man that'll that'll get the goals for us. He doesn't He's, he's genuinely it's, it's frustrating. We're sitting here with, with my Queen of the South hat on. He can he can say he can he can see his ability, but he just it's not he's he's not good in front of goal. But he just he'd rather play in a number ten position at six foot three and win the headers and put them out wide and create chances rather than go on and score. He's not a selfish or he's not an unselfish player. He just doesn't score goals. Mm. Well, I think I think he'll be happy to get away from Queen of South. What's happened to them? Yeah, they're ninth. Uh, yeah, they're ninth. I mean, um, they went from at Christmas time. They were they were third. They were a stick on for the playoffs. They were for the 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 important season it is for the club, regarding the centenary wise, and it was going to be a big big thing for them. And seven bounce seven losses in a row, and they bounced out the eighth. And Dobbs is out injured for them, and it's a big worry for them. Um, but I think if I think they do need to win against Partick on Saturday. But I think if them and Partick go out and play a draw, I think because Partick are safe now. So yeah, yeah, I think Falkirk are going down. Yeah, definitely, and I think, um, I think uh, I'd like to see Alba go down because of the shaky hasted thing. But no, they're a part. They're a part time team. I think all teams in championships should be full time, and um, yeah, hence why. Yeah, and a big thing for our growth. Uh, you know, an, an Angus team making up to the championship, that's that's big, big, massive for them. And hopefully that can attract more places to um, a nice ground, which is our growth. And there's plenty of things to do there. Um, so maybe we could get them in the, the, the Betfred Cup. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't mind going there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, for, yeah. for Queens, it's losing Lyndon Dykes. Wouldn't really say it would, would, would be bad for them, but I think, you know, Compared to how like uh, Livingston play, it'll be a welcome addition for them. Yeah, because I think Livingston they've been picked apart already. Yeah, they are, but um, that happens when you look at Monaco, and I think it'll happen with Ajax in the summer as well. They get picked apart. Yeah. So when you do well, same way as it happened. Remember, I went back to it, but the thirteen fourteen season we were twelve thirteen season as well. We were absolutely mauled, and that's how we went to the playoffs mm-hmm. because. Oh. 
Hello. Yeah, back to back to the point. About Fantastic. Right, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Sorry, my headphones just decided they didn't want to work. Um. So I we we get absolutely mauled. Players taken away from us, and we ended up struggling in, in the resulting season. Um. So I think that will happen with Livingston, but I do think they'll get second season syndrome as well. Which seems to happen with a lot of promoted sides. They they, they put their eggs in the basket on the surviving purely and then struggle the second season. Um I do think that'd be a stick on for Livingston to happen in the first place, never mind losing the literal spine of their team. But they could invest in the summer and bring in players. But mm-hmm. I do think the, the ethos is bring players up through the championship to play them in the Premiership, which is bold. Yeah. But, listen, if they pull it off, they pull it off. But I do think they will struggle next season. Yeah, I think they're going to be in a relegation battle. Yeah, and I know a lot has predicted that this summer. And, they, they, you know, they, they, I think the start of the season they had has really, really helped them. I think had they not had such a strong start, they would be almost gone by now, I think. Yeah, especially with their away form. Their away form absolutely Dreadful. terrible. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so I think that pitch is is yeah. has helped them. Yeah, uh, it certainly has, and the, the way they play the ball, they don't they don't play the ball on the floor. Yeah, which helps. I mean, they're away form. They've won one away game in seventeen this season. Which, believe it or not, believe it or not, is the they've got the fourth best away record. What? And in, in the league, and they've only won one away game. But have, have, they, have, they, have they got a good few draws? They've got eight draws. Right, that's that's nine results Ak- out of 17. That's decent. Aki's have got 10 points away from home. Dundee and St Mirren and Livingston all have 11 points away from home. That's all right. So, but yeah. I mean, look at Livingston form and they've got the fourth best home form in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've spoken before, the plastic pitches play a big part for them. And if that's that, that, that can be, you know, you speak about, you know, long grass, short grass, that works for teams like that. I know it's, you know, it's, it's cost effective for them. The players can train on there, you know, they, they'll they get money for, for um, people wanting to rent it out. They'll get money that way. But, yeah, that, that's another under, underhand tactic for them. It seems to be working because they're still in the league. Yeah, well, no, Livingston's, you know, you asked uh, who they who they won away from home. It was back in August, so, you know, very start of the season, away to St Mirren. St Mirren. Yeah, so, the one won in August, love to come to Fur Park in May. <laughs> Not anything, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll for a bumpy ride. We could, we could, we could, just like this podcast episode, <laughs> regards to technical-wise, but um, yeah, listen, I, I, I enjoy playing Livingston, I do enjoy playing against them, um, I think they've been a welcome addition to the Premier League, albeit, you know, a small crowd and uh, in the plastic pitch, but they give you a game, and I think we can respect that. I think we yeah, genuinely can, yeah, we genu- genuinely can respect that. But hoping we can get three points against them in the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, before have you get any major topics you'd like to go over before we? Yeah, I'm glad you gave me the opportunity. Um, Alex Gorin was linked with Lake Poznan in the week we played Rangers, and now yeah. we haven't played Rangers, and he's not been linked with Andy since. Same with Utiek Piazza of Hearts. Finally enough. 
it was linked away and then mm-hmm. so yeah that, that in a in a, the Robbo's interview we've offered three players big improved contracts we've speculated speculated it could be Cadden it could be um, Gorin and somebody else I do think it's Elliot Freer or Mbulu that have been offered the lesser deal um, Possibly even Carol McHugh because you know Robinson loves Carol no, McHugh. He does, he does, he does. But I, as much as I'd like to see Elliot Freer kick on, but he's not proved himself, and that hurts me to say because I've got a lot, a lot of time for him. But I do think the fresh scenery for McHugh and Maine indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And I do think Mbulu yeah. an option to have. Um, I like him. I do. It's, when he came in. When he came in for his, his first few games, I was I was impressed yeah. with him. It, it almost reminded me of, you know, Cedric. Yeah, and in a way. yeah, we've made the we've made the comparison to, to Cedric, and I think he's kind of I've I've made a comparison myself. He's got the passing ability of Barry Maguire, and that's not discounting him coming back into the team as well. We can also play as a, a sitting midfielder as well, should we need it. But and that's that. You know, I think I think even the the bigger contract could be offered to Tam. Buddy don't want him. He doesn't want yeah. to be that, Buddy. But, you know, you've said it yourself, I think, you think he's I got mean, one more big move in him before he'd come yeah, to us. Back to that point you made there, when we were playing Rangers, he was linked to Mumbai City and now, look, yeah. rumours nowhere to be. You know where to be found. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see because, you know, when Mbulu broke into the team, I was impressed with him, especially against the, uh, again, in the Iron Brew. Aberdeen game. All right. Yeah, and and the and the the Ironbrook Cup. I mean, when we beat Aberdeen three 0 at Fir Park, he he was he was amazing that game. He's only played six games for Mill. He's only started four. Yeah, he came uh, off twice. Came off the bench twice to share the defence up. But yeah, I do I do like him. He's got the shit house there, Tom. He's got the the the, the defence not defendability, but he's got the presence of um, Kipre, and he can he can, he can yeah. knock the ball about. He's a player, which is certainly good rather than have a, a lump and pump at the back. So mm-hmm. defensively, we're very strong. Let's just hope we can get a striker or two, and um, another winger. And I think we'll be we'll be all right. Um, and we've got the left back in. So we're, we're, I think we're mm-hmm. I think we're building back to front, which is a very Stephen Robinson thing to do. Because the first signing of the, the the window last year was Martin Gillespie, then it was Taylor Sinclair, then it was Donnelly. So we will be working our way up the. Working our way up to Connor <laughs> But yeah, I think um Fane as well. Just cover him for a wee minute. Um I don't I I, I would like to sign him. No with the, with the presence and all, but I don't think it will happen. I want it to happen, but I just I'm, I'm maybe reading reading too much into it and the fact he could just be training with us. But why would you be so public about training with Mother if you weren't hoping to at least sign for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, lo- he looks a good, good player. Looks like a big, big lad could hold yes, up the ball. Big shit house. Break up play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be good. I'm look. I'm genuinely looking forward to next mm-hmm. season. It'll be good. And listen, if we need to complete the treble a seventh, and that makes twenty-one. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> if we need to do that, but listen, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm confident in saying that. I'll probably jinx it, and we'll get playoffs next year, and it'll be absolute chaos. But we're signing, yeah. we're signing good players. That's the good thing. All part of the fun with Motherwell. You never know is, what to expect. But I'd be, I'd be confident in saying next season, next season will be good. We're keeping the claret numbers in the back, and that's something to look forward to as well. 
Um, we've kept our best player and we've got players that want to play for the club here. So hopefully we can give the lads that out of contract, you know, because we're not going to fuel players late, players moves. You know, we're not going to put them in a shop window for the last five games to benefit themselves and benefit their pocket. We're going to benefit lads that want to play for Motherwell. And as well, I yeah. cover him slightly. He's came on, he, you know, he was only on for a minute and a half on Saturday, but he made the assist. And that's Jamie, Jamie Semple. Well done. Well done. And, um, I, I, you know, you've kind of proven me wrong in saying he, he, he's made his debut. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I said to you before yeah. the game. If we were, you know, three, three, four <laughs> nil up, just, just bring, bring him on. on. We brought him in at three. three. And he's, he's... I was, I felt when he came on, the first thing he done, he got the ball and he kicked it straight to the Dundee player, and I was like, oh god, that's the worst possible Stop. start I could have. But then I got, he, he makes great movement down the line for Caden, and looks a, up a hooks decent up. ball across and Turnbull one two with the bar. Yeah. Left almost foot, as if he, almost as if he meant to hit the bar so he could shoot his left and give yeah. us a drama. I think he needs to work in his celebrations with David Turnbull because seeing yeah, it's the same celebrations. Seeing till yep, seeing till he pats or grabs that badge, I don't believe he's a Motherwell fan. <laughs> oh no, unless he don't need be... even Peter Hartley. That's it, uh, aye, Peter Hartley, the Hartlepool fan. Come on, David, mm-hmm. do as I do as I tell the son. But yeah, Jamie Semple, well done. Um, you can approve me wrong. Um, but you know, could be similar with David Turnbull because uh, is it a similar path in David Turnbull? Because David Turnbull was involved in the squad in seven one drubbing at Parkhead, and then the next season after that, he was involved once or twice in the squad. And the season after that, he made his debut. He made, he made his debut. So we could be looking at that longevity with, with Jamie Semple. Um, maybe one yeah. or two appearances next season, and maybe twenty twenty one could be the season of Jamie Semple. He's fierce hoping because he's a genuine He's a good, good player, yeah. But then again, with the players came through the past couple of seasons, he's got a lot to, to live up to. He has, been, yeah. You know, people people are now relying on these sort of players to come through for Motherwell now. Especially, you know, you've got Cadden, Campbell. Maguire. Campbell, you know, you've had Hasty. Maguire, Livingston, Scott. Yes, Scott's Scott, Scott scored as well, yeah. I think, you know, mention, mention him. He's... Came in and, and certainly I can tell he, he he enjoys being at this club and he he adores it, which is a good thing. I certainly didn't expect that. And that's Motherwell gets under your skin. We don't pay him most amount of money, but you know, from the age of fourteen, fifteen, you know, you're involved, you're in about the stadium, you're you're cleaning the seats, you know, during the week for the, the home game, you know, you're you're taking the bins out after the game, you're involved in the in the club and that gets under your skin and Prime example is is James Scott. You know he's not a Motherwell supporter by any means, and he's come in. And do, you, do I mean to ask you, do you think he got loaned out, or rather, would you like to see him get loaned out? I wouldn't, okay. because I, I'd like to see Curtis Main leave. Right, and James, you want James Scott to take that place, or you want Lawrence Shankland? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lawrence Shanklin, obviously, I'd love, but I'd like to see Main leave and James Scott be the striker for the. So you bench. want you want James Scott to be the, the 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 quotation marks number nine for us, obviously not take the number nine jersey, but yeah. I'd also did see somebody comment at the Hamilton game, and over, and over, we're pressing on for time here, and that's you know well done if you made it this far. Do you think James Scott is your typical six foot three striker? Yeah, six, six three. three. Yeah, no he's chance. massive. 
He surely he can't yes. be six three. I, I do not believe do that not? at all. He. Would you think? I honestly do, do not he, believe James. Do you think Scott. he's smaller? I think he's yeah. He doesn't do look that big. FIFA says he's six three. Let's see. Is it, he's a follower of your page, isn't I, he? Yeah. Right, well, get him to DM you. I say, uh, yeah. Wiki, Wiki, Pete. Oh, no, he's, no, he's, yeah, he's six, six two. two. He's the same height as me. All right, six okay. Two. And uh, Lionel Lane's off the same height as me, height, same height as me, five, five. No bother. Um, <laughs> no, but even at six two, I didn't expect him to be yeah. that big. I thought he was, but I suppose I'd, I've not seen him, like, personally before. I've only seen him from the stands, but it doesn't look like. So a would you lad. not say he's the he's a typical six foot two, six three striker then, and, and holding the ball up and winning no, your headers because he can he's play. No, he's very good with yeah. his feet, and it's not like a big six foot two striker to be it's very not. good with his feet. That's 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 genuinely <laughs> shocked me. I didn't think he was that. Shocked, shocked me that you thought it was five um, five, but there we go. I mean, Shut up. Take the point we mean, Adam. Um, uh, yeah. Wait, no. He's either he's either six two or six one and a half. But even at that, he doesn't. Anyway, yes. move on. He's... So you you would keep him for the squad then? Yes, I wouldn't right. want him out. That's fair enough. I, I would just like to see. Well, he's, he's scored already, so I can't say you know want him to go and prove himself. But he's good. He's he's good enough. And as well, I seen Liam Brown sign with a new agency, so that could be. He could sign a new contract with here because that happened. Adam put something up his Instagram down at his agency headquarters in London, and then a week later signed a new contract. I would still hold out hope to keep him because he's a player. Um, but mm-hmm. well, yeah, I, I do think he's, he's championship quality, Scottish championship that is. Um, but yeah, he's certainly somebody I would like to keep in the keep in the ranks. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he came on, he's only made one appearance, I think. Yeah, Marvel, that was a... And it was against... Yes. It was. Which, you know, he came on and we scored straight away. Yeah, that's, that, that's, the, that's all the... Um, that's all the, the proof you need. So, I'd, I've I've not seen enough of them that I so, would like. Yeah, did you, did you not go to the Iron Brew Cup game? The county one? Yeah, I went to... the. Yeah, I went Did to he stand the, out enough for um, you in any, any of the, the games? Obviously not, because you you wouldn't no. say to me. You would say to me otherwise. Um, no, he didn't stand up, stand out uh, for me. One player I've been impressed with actually. Uh, Rayman, Rayman, yeah, you mentioned him before. Yeah, he he's he's. He's looked a good player. Can play it wide and yeah, the middle. Yeah, okay, again, I think I think it'd be similar. You know what's happened with with Sample. I think he'll kind of come in towards the tail end of next season. I still do think he's got a lot of developing to do. Um, just 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 the fact he's not he's not been at the club that long and how how young he is. I think you know you know there's absolutely no harm in playing players in the in under twenties for an extra couple of games or you know an extra season even. I know it's not getting the tempo first in football, but like you say, there's nothing. Nothing can ever um, make the equivalent of game time in football. No amount of money can can cover that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and another player. I mean, I don't want to go on and just list players, players who, who look a bit. Uh, Yusuf has something against it. 
Hussain, Hussain, Hussain. Uh, 16 years of age, I believe. Yeah, centre-half sitting midfielder, yeah. Yusuf Hussain, sitting midfielder, yeah. centre-back. Go. Yeah, good uh, good centre-back. I've been impressed with him. But uh, just before we wrap things up, yes. this will be the last segment, hopefully. Last just week. message what he's got back to me. He says he's six foot three. Oh, you dancer! I still don't believe him. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you didn't. You, you still don't believe me when I'm saying I'm not five five. But I think you know you need to look up your heights. <laughs> so yeah, yeah um, I still don't genuinely believe he's six foot three. But <laughs> shocks. Yeah, um, he's a, he's, a, he's certainly a, a, a cracking player to have in this in the. In this in the squad, and um, I, you know, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because a lot of people were saying would you loan him out because I think he could go to the championship and get ten goals. But why take him out to the championship and score ten goals mm-hmm. when we could have him and get a couple? Because he's a good player. He's a very very good player, and um, mm-hmm. he loves it here. He gets it. Yeah. Need, well, need I say more? Normally, before we normally in a podcast at the start of the week, we go over the the on the upcoming games in Marin. We're running out of time. Yeah, it's dragged on. But just before we wrap things up, score prediction for St Marin at home. No, uh, it's going to be like five, six five, isn't it? But uh, simply keep it simple. Two 0 Mark Gillespie and he's back for clean sheet. And I don't know where the goals will come from other than David Turnbull, but. Let's hope James got us listening to this and um, let's hope he gets in the score sheet again. Um, and Jamie, Jamie Semple come on and whoever just field all the youngsters, field them all, get them get them all involved in it's because it's working for us. And um, I think, you know, we could be this time next season, we could be looking at something similar to Man United class of 92 when Mother were going to win the Champions League in the Scottish Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, oh. it's, it's 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 working for his fan ownership. It's working for his. I was sceptical about it. We were bringing through boys that want to be here, and we're getting money for it. What more can you ask for? We're not going out and winning the league titles, but we're getting to Hamden, and we're making a good account of ourselves. And yeah. we spoken before. I think Europa League is in. I think it's over the hill. I think we can yeah. we can we can we can climb it and get back there because. We, we were there. We weren't there on merit. We were there because, you know, we, we weren't there to make up the numbers. Aberdeen were a poor side and Hibs and Hearts were too busy fighting along with each other and we just kind of climbed the table and we were up there. And don't forget, you know, we were 12 points off Celtic one of the seasons. The, you know, they apparently had no competition and we beat them three to four times we played them. So we're, we're, we're certainly, we've been in Europe, albeit, you know, we weren't very good other than the, the Levante thing. In this yarning thing, but you know it's it's in a not too far distance. But for now, we've got young lads. We're playing them. We're we're not worrying about relegation, which I think we shouldn't anyway. But you know we're not in top six, yeah. and we're not getting our asses handed to us because if we were in the top six, that would be happening. Yes, we've got Motherwell next week, and we'd just be dreading it. We'd want the season to be over. We're in competitive games. We've got a derby to look forward to after the split, which we've we've done. And we're in games that yes, we could be worrying about morale, but we've got a cash price to play for rather than being the embarrassment at the end of the season, sitting on forty odd points in seventh places on fifty two points. You get me? Mm-hmm. So Definitely. it's working. It's working. Overall, what we've gathered from this podcast is the fan ownership is working. Yep. David Turnbull is an absolute baller. Yes. Uh, 
the next three split James games got six three, and I'm not five yeah, five. But hopefully you've managed to sit through. Yeah, this no, out. thank you if you've sat through and listened to it. I know there was a wee guy that uh, DM'd me on Instagram, um, saying he was he was on study leave and he was wanting something to look forward to. So hope we've we've fueled your studying for you and um, we've helped you get through it. But again, thank you for everybody that's listening. And if you're managing all the way through, then good on you. But we just can't help oh, talk about football, can we? No, no. So hopefully we'll be back next week after the St Mirren game. Yep. Hopefully we're three points closer to seventh. Um, yeah. As always, thanks for for being alongside no, me. No, again, thanks for letting me rant at times. I've really, 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 really no. enjoyed us. Cheers. Not a bother. And thanks for everybody that's listening made up yeah. to this point. Except Thank you very much. Cheers. And always, don't forget, Robbie Boyd is five foot five. <laughs> no.